in my previous job, I still felt like there was a bit of a gap that needed to be filled creatively and freelancing really helped with that to fulfill. But in my current job, I feel like I'm so fulfilled in the day job that I don't need to find that creative fulfillment elsewhere. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design inside projects for motivated creators. My name is Femke. And I am Charlie. Today, we're going to talk about why we stopped freelancing. Now, I know a lot of people listening to this podcast to hear our thoughts on, on things like design, freelancing, side projects, how we're fitting it all in. But I thought today it would be really good to talk about something that we're not fitting in anymore. I don't know about you, Fem, and I guess we'll get into it. But the reason for me is that this is a purposeful stop. Um, it's something I'm actively deciding not to do at the moment. And I thought we'd just talk about that because it can sometimes feel as a designer, like you're expected to be freelancing. Everyone is always like, oh yeah, you'd, you'd do this logo for me or whatever, right? Let's discuss today. Let's hear about your reasons and I'll expand on mine a bit more as well. First though, how has your week been, Fem? It's been a good week. The new website for the podcast might be out by the time this episode comes out. I think it will be. That's exciting. So maybe check out designlife.fm and there should hopefully be a new website there. It's getting very, very close for us to put it out, which is super exciting. So yeah, I've been working on that and making sure we're ready to put that live, which I cannot wait. We are moving to Simplecast, which is a way better like podcast hosting platform than what we've been using. It's super nice and easy and their support is really good. Shout out to Aaron, the podcast dude, who's been really helpful with me and patient with me uh, moving our episodes over there onto their platform. So yeah, my week has been mostly like that's kind of been my main focus side project wise for the last couple of weeks, actually working on that website. So I'm very, very excited to get it live and I think it will be so awesome. Do you have a project in mind that you're going to move on to next after this is out? Because, yeah, this has been like your thing you've been working on for a long time. No, actually, you know, I was kind of reflecting recently and I sort of realized that I'm not really actively working on any side projects right now except for the podcast. And I don't think for me that was like a conscious thing where I just stopped doing it. I just other things suddenly took priority in my life, like exercise, for example, I'm doing every, almost every morning. And so squeezing in exercise and then also you know, side project work before I have to get on my bike to go to work is, uh, you know, there's not much window of opportunity there. So yeah, just over the past few months, I've just been prioritizing exercise more and side projects a little bit less. What I am sort of tinkering on or spending time on is, uh, not necessarily side projects for myself, but like doing interviews and things for other people's blogs or other people's platforms, cool. uh, which is still something, you know, nice and fun. And I enjoy doing it. Uh, it's another way that I get to sort of share my advice and things like that. So that's actually been a nice balance, I guess, of, you know, not having to commit daily to working on something, but having small things like that on the side while I prioritize my exercise and running in the meantime. Yeah. And the best thing about like spending your time on being interviewed for someone else's platform is that it's a one-off thing usually. Right. Like it's not an ongoing thing you're committing to doing every week. <laughs> right. Exactly. And uh, I don't know, for now that seems to fit better with my current summer lifestyle. So yeah, it's, it's been nice. 
Maybe once winter comes around, you'll you'll get an idea you want to work on again. <laughs> I already have ideas. It's just more of like what I want to prioritize and spend my time on right now is different than six months ago. Yeah, fair enough. And how about you? I spent like, I think it was a solid three hours if I check the timestamps on the weekend uploading episodes to our new website. <laughs> I just was like trying to get in a groove and go and do it. Oh my gosh, that takes a long time. Data entry, you know. I'm so sorry it took you that long. <laughs> well, I mean, it would have taken you the same time, I'm sure. So <laughs> someone had to do it and and it's not done yet. So I, yeah, I need to go back in and finish that. I've been prepping for something pretty exciting that's happening this week, actually tomorrow as we're recording this, in that I am going to be in a video for, do you know the brand Western D Digital? The like external hard drives and data storage? Oh, WD? Mm-hmm. WD Passport and all that. Okay. I'm going to be in, in a video for them that we're going to be filming like a day in my life and like an interview thing. So that's pretty exciting. I've been like sorting out contracts and like having meetings with them and answering the questions for the Q&A so I can kind of prepare what I what I want to talk about. That's yeah, pretty exciting opportunity to have come up. I'm having to take a day off work to do it, which feels kind of weird <laughs> to me. But I'm glad that I can do that. So, yeah. So a, a day in the life, like they're going to film you or you're doing it on your own? No, no, no. It's a crew coming over. Wow. I've got like, there's a whole like production schedule planned and everything. It's like, yeah, the fanciest thing I've ever been involved in. So I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes, but also very nervous. Wow. And is it going on your channel or their channel? No, it's going to be going up on, on their channels. I guess they're going to be using it kind of like an ad. Uh, so it'll be fairly short in the end, but I am going to be filming like a vlog of, of the filming day and including a bit of a video on my channel too as part of the agreement. So yeah, it's going to be fun. And I'm getting my friend John involved who took all my headshots. Um, I think it was earlier this year we did that. Yeah. So that's going to be like part of this day we've put together, which is not a real day, but you know, it's elements that have gone into my life and days in the past. <laughs> that's so cool. How exciting and fancy. You must be excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Very nervous also to like work with the crew and I like I'm supposed to be the professional video person. So we'll see. <laughs> You'll be fine. Just be yourself. And I'm sure that's all they expect of you anyway. I hope so. Thank you, Fim. That's, that's good advice. <laughs> Shall we move into today's topic? Yes. So I already said in the intro that for me, not doing freelance work anymore was purposeful. And I just want to expand on that a bit before I like get you to share your thoughts on that, Fim. Yeah, yeah, please. So it wasn't, while it was purposeful, it wasn't like an active decision, like I was suddenly like, put the pen down, I am not doing any more freelance work. For me, how it happened is that I would see the freelance queries coming in, because I wasn't actively out there searching for them. That like was a purposeful thing that I was already doing, because I was like, oh, I'm, I'm busy, like I'll just see what, what happens and what comes in. And all the freelance queries that came in, I just like wasn't interested in working on them, really. Uh, I just didn't feel excited about them. And it kind of got me thinking, like, what would what would a job have to be in order for me to want to freelance right now? And it was really hard for me to come up with something that I would actually want to work on because I feel like I'm getting my fill of design needs from my day job. And so I'm enjoying spending my spare time. I think I've talked about this before, but on other things like filming this video, right, for this for this brand. That's technically freelancing in a way, but I'm just not using my design skills for it. So yeah, it's, it's been a purposeful decision for me to 
be okay, I guess, with not freelancing anymore and let myself off the hook. And I've still got my email inbox open. And if an exciting job came through, I'd be open to it. But I just highly doubt that one is going to come through that I'd be excited enough about to actually work on. You know, it'd have to be a brand that I already really loved and yeah, something different, I suppose, than what I do. So that's me. What about you, Femme? Because I know you're not freelancing anymore. So has that been a purposeful decision? Is it something that you're kind of like forced to do? Like at Uber, do they let you freelance? Like, yeah. What What's up? <laughs> what's up? Yeah. So I probably stopped freelancing about a year ago. And that's about the same time that I joined Uber. And at the time, I when I joined, I intentionally stopped freelancing, not like consciously because I didn't want to freelance anymore, but more because I was starting a new job and I wanted to give it my all and I wanted to be, you know, focused and really invested in the job. You know, when you're just starting out, like there's so much to learn and you really want to do a good job, right? Especially in those first couple of months. So at that point in time, yes, it was a conscious decision where I was like, okay, like no freelancing. I'm all in on this new job and going to give it my all. I'm pretty sure there is not anything like legally in my contract about not being able to freelance, but I did at the time get uh, my manager to sign off on my side projects and things that I was currently doing just to make sure that there was a clear line of separation about who owns what. So I did do that. um, And I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, I did include in there like any freelance projects that I would happen to do like would be owned by me. So I did do that just as a precautionary measure. And I guess it was intentional at that stage. And I wasn't thinking like, okay, I'm not going to freelance at all for the next year. It was in my mind, more of a temporary stop, but actually what ended up happening is I kind of purposefully stopped altogether after a few months, because similar to you, I was I was and am getting enough fulfillment out of my day job and I really enjoy it and I'm learning so much and, you know, I, I feel creatively fulfilled there in a day's work that I don't have this need or strong desire to keep tinkering or spend time working on someone else's project when I get home or in the morning. Like I did previously in my previous job, I still felt like there was a bit of a gap that needed to be filled creatively and Freelancing really helped with that to fulfill. But in my current job, I feel like I'm so fulfilled in the day job that I don't need to find that creative fulfillment elsewhere. Yeah, totally. I agree. I used to, in previous roles, crave good freelance projects. And like the me then would have loved the inbox that I have now, like, because I was just dying for anyone to ask me to work on something, you know? Yeah. And it is funny that now that I'm in a place where I'm not interested is when they're actually finally coming in. But yeah, just, I I used to feel that strong desire that I wasn't able to like use all my ideas in the work I was doing in my day job, or perhaps not use the process that I wanted to, or get things done to the standard that I wanted to. And so I thought to improve my design skills, like I needed freelancing basically to be able to do that. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. Maybe I wonder if that's a common thing because it's happened between the two of us. And I wonder if it's a thing with other designers that if your job fulfills you enough, then you stop doing the freelance. I don't know. I think also for me at this point, it's pretty rare that a 
inquiry would come through that actually excites me. And I'm similar to you in that, like, it would have to be a really, like, promising, exciting, crazy project or whatever for me to consider actually picking it up. Most of the inquiries I've gotten over the last few years have been pretty small jobs or small changes people want to something existing. It's not like a huge overhaul of something or a big, long, uh, long time frame project. And so if, I think now if if something were to come through that was like that, maybe I would consider it, but it's probably pretty unlikely because uh, I already feel full, I guess, from the work that I do during the day that I would really have to make some serious changes and priority changes in my personal life to make space and make time for that freelance project. It's really interesting that you say that like the inquiries aren't meaty enough and, you know, they they're not going over a long enough a time frame because those are the types of ones that I don't want. And that's what I find often does come in is it's like, hey, we're like a startup and we like need someone to design our app. And I'm like, oh, that just sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> no, mine are the opposite, strangely. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> Maybe we should swap. But yeah, I'm not so interested in, I don't think I'd be interested in working on making small changes for something, but that's the thing. I can't think of a project that I would be really excited to work on because maybe if I had better hand lettering skills or illustration skills, that would be the type of thing I'd want to work on. But yeah, because I'm not so great at those things, I would feel too much imposter syndrome to actually take them on as a job, I think. I think also it's worth just mentioning that I feel like my salary is good enough that I don't feel like I have to find other sources of income. I know that some people do have that feeling or, or are in that situation where, you know, any extra bit of cash helps and maybe they're not getting paid what they're worth at their day job, unfortunately. And so freelancing for those people, um, you know, is, it has more of a purpose, I guess, right? Like from, from me, if I was to do a freelance project, it's it would more be for the experience and the connections and the nice to have of being able to do that and put it on my portfolio, not necessarily for the money. I mean, don't get me wrong, the money's always important and you should get paid what you're worth. But I, I guess I'm not in that situation where I need to find other financial opportunities to stay afloat. Yeah, I'm really glad you brought that up because we do have a lot of privilege in that our salaries cover all of our bills and more, you know, so we don't have to freelance. It's not a necessity for us. So it can be a choice. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's, I'm glad you brought that up. Do you ever, aside from like, obviously not, um, in a financial sense, but just in a general, like you're a designer, you should be freelancing sense. Do you ever feel a pressure that you should be freelancing? Cause I sometimes do. I don't know. I, I definitely do see people online who, already have crazy jobs in Silicon Valley and freelance. And I'm often like, how do you do it? (laughs) So sometimes I get that pressure where I'm just like, how are these people pulling this off? Like that just seems crazy, but I don't feel like I have this personal pressure of feeling like I'm not a worthy designer. If I don't also freelance or feeling like I, you know, I don't know, like feeling like, Oh, if I'm not freelancing, then is the work I'm doing mattering and stuff like that. Um, so I don't feel that kind of pressure, but I, I do definitely feel a little bit of pressure when I see these people doing it and I'm like thinking, man, how are they doing that? Yeah. I sometimes, it's just been the reaction from a few people. I think when I've said that I don't freelance, that has made me feel a bit bad about myself sometimes where they've kind of been like, Oh, 
to me, their reaction said like, oh, are you even a real designer then? Or like, are you even trying? Oh, really? Rude. That might have been me projecting like some insecurities that I already have onto them. But yeah, it was like they were surprised and like distasteful about the fact that I don't freelance. Honestly, like I actually, I think I admire more the people who are fully committed to their day job and don't freelance on the side. I don't know. I think when I look at those people, I'm like that, you know, awesome for you that you're so committed and invested and really giving your job your all. And I don't know, when I look at the people who also freelance on the side, I also kind of naturally think like, oh, okay, so you're you've, you're working full time at this place and you're also freelancing. My mind goes to like, okay, well, what are you not getting at your day job that makes you feel like you have to freelance or is your day job not fulfilling you? I don't know. It's I more have that kind of reaction where I'm like, oh, interesting. You're also freelancing. Like, why is that? Just super curious as to why. Yeah, because I think for a lot of people, freelancing alongside a day job is like a temporary thing because they want to be freelancing full time. There's a lot of people who, you know, want to work for themselves, want to work from home. And freelancing is a very viable way to do that when you're in a creative industry like we are. So I think a lot of people are building it up on the side, you know, until they've got enough of a client base and enough reputation to just go for it full time. And I, I do sometimes think that Um, We might have talked about this before, that freelancing, to me anyway, seems like it's it's seen. Oh, (laughs) that was a bad sentence. (laughs) Seems like it's seen as like the ultimate. Like you're working for yourself. You've got all of these clients. Like you are just top level designer because you are a full time freelancer. Sometimes it can feel that way to me. And so I think, yeah, it's it's great that a lot of people want to aim for that. It's not something I am interested in personally. But yeah. I think that's a good point to bring up actually is like, well, what, what do you want? Like, what are your goals? Like you brought up, brought up a really good point actually in terms of, you know, if you want to become a full-time freelancer or run your own thing, then freelancing on the side of your day job is obviously a great way to get started doing that. We've talked about overlapping before. If you just take the plunge and quit your job and then suddenly try to start freelancing, that could be pretty risky. So it's smart to try and you know build up your clientele on the side while you're still working. So if that's like your goal or something that you're interested in doing, then that totally makes sense. For me, I, I never... I I don't really want to be a freelancer. Like client work is not the future that I see for myself. I wouldn't be freelancing for a strategic reason. I would be freelancing more because there was an amazing project that came my way that I wanted to be a part of, you know. It would be more of like a personal decision than a strategic, like, decision. Yeah, that makes sense. I want to touch on something you said before about, um, you know, admiring people who are fully committed to their day job. I actually don't feel the same way and I know people like it when we disagree so I thought I'd bring this up (laughs) people think we're too nice to each other fam it's really funny but like we are IRL friends we are (laughs) you know (laughs) I feel like everyone should be like building up their reputation having projects or whatever outside of their day job because I think it's dangerous to tie your like worth as a designer so much to a company that you have no control over And that, you know, with the way the world's going, like, you know, companies are folding, even huge ones, you know, uh, getting into struggle and things like that. I just don't think it's smart to put all your eggs in one basket, basically, is the metaphor to use here. So I always encourage people to, like, have something going on the side. 
So even though I'm not freelancing, and same for you, like, we have this podcast, right? This is building up our reputation. We're working on things for, like, you know, you've made the website. Um, we make resources, things like that. I've got my YouTube channel and, and you know, resources and things I'm making on the side there. So even though we're not freelancing, I wouldn't say that we're spending all of our time and energy on our day jobs because we do have these other things going on. They're just not client design work, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the difference is that we're spending the extra energy on ourselves, yeah. right? Like investing it in ourselves and doing side projects and things like that for ourselves as opposed to spending that time and energy on a client as a personal decision. I, I way more prefer to do that, to invest my spare and free time in myself, whether that's doing a side project or learning a new skill or whatever, something like that, as opposed to investing that energy in someone else's project um, in terms of, you know, a client in a freelancer relationship. So I don't know. I prefer to do that. I know that some people prefer to spend their energy in freelance projects and it's cool for them too. But yeah, I more admire the people who have the day job and then invest in themselves outside of it, whether it's a side project or something else personal. So I would challenge you to think about that for some people, freelancing is investing in themselves because they want ah, that, yeah. you know, freelance life that we talked about. And so any client work they're taking on is like one step closer to living that life, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, I'm reflecting on what I've said in this episode. And maybe it sounds like I'm saying you shouldn't freelance if you're working a full-time job, but that's not what I, I'm trying to say. I think more what I'm trying to say is that you should decide what your focus is and what your goal is and then make the decision based on that, right? Like yeah. personally, I've decided to invest fully in my day job and on the side, I invest a little bit in myself with the podcast and such. If that is your goal, then do that. If your goal is to uh, learn via freelancing or eventually have your own full-time freelance business, then of course it makes sense for you to freelance on the side while you're working just to ramp that up a bit and get a bit of experience. Yeah, I think that that was a good summary of it. And yeah, I, I guess our point too is that you don't have to freelance as a designer because what I was touching on before is that I sometimes feel like people expect it of you, you know, they expect that all designers would be freelancing. I've had, you know, friends say like, oh, hey, I need to talk to you because I need a logo for this thing. And in my brain, I'm already going, nope, 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 But that's, I have a list of people that I will like farm, you know, those projects out to. Usually it's, it's my girl, Holly, Holly Arnett. I love, love her to bits. And I always pass freelance projects on her way because I know she'll do a good job. <laughs> yeah, that's sweet. I think also just in general, like I know that I've said a lot in this episode that I'm not interested in freelancing and things like that. But like we kind of touched on at the start, like if that one special project or something or special opportunity did come along, then definitely I would consider it. And I'd encourage other people to consider it too if such an opportunity came on. Like who knows, maybe it's like the next Tesla or something, you know, like if we were to really blow it out of the water, um, you never know what that opportunity could be, right? And so if something comes along that is super exciting and you want to be a part of, then I would encourage you to try and make the time for it and, and see if you can bring it onto your workload. Yes, I love love that you mentioned that because I don't think we should ever say like never to things, right? Like let's not close the door on freelancing. Let's leave it slightly ajar so that cool <laughs> things can like sneak in and push it open if they need to. I think that unless it's for, I don't know, strong moral reasons, you should never like completely shut down the thought of anything. So like, 
yeah does that make sense what i'm saying yeah like unless it's like morally wrong then of course you shouldn't stay open to it <laughs> but um yeah anything else keep your mind open you never know what what will come up do you know what that project would be for you I mean, you mentioned like sort of one, a more meaty one that you can dig your teeth into perhaps over a longer time frame. Like any other ideas on what that dream project could look like that you'd be interested in working on? I don't know. I think at this point it would, the thing that probably would attract me most is someone who is starting something new. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. So like maybe they have nothing or they're trying to get their quote unquote startup off the ground or whatever, or they have an idea and they just need someone to help bring it to life. I think that would more be a likely scenario that I would get involved as opposed to someone who needs a reskin of something or needs an update to something. Yeah. That's interesting because the startup type things are ones that I'm, you know, my brain goes, oh, that's a lot of work and like a lot of risk or whatever. <laughs> it is a lot of work. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. But I mean, it's a good, it's good work. I think for me, it wouldn't need to be kind of like a big name, like big opportunity, almost like guest designing, right? Like coming in for this one project because they want me to work on it specifically, not just like, oh, we really need a designer for this thing. So you're a designer. Do you want to do it? I can't imagine, I can't think of like an example brand off the top of my head. Maybe someone like Adobe, actually, something like that. Um, or like, you know, guest working on something with Figma or something like, you know, a brand that I already know and admire and feel like it would be cool to to like work with them on something. That, that's what it would have to be for me. Yeah. I think you should always keep the door open for those opportunities. I want to just touch quickly on, so like, we've talked about our reasons for not freelancing, but, and you mentioned this in your, in your, talking about uber being in the contract for some people it's not a choice that they can't freelance alongside their day job like it's just not allowed as part of their contract have you ever had this before at a job fem is that ever something you've dealt with no uh i have not although i had a modified version of this when uh, i was applying for jobs a little over a year ago and there was one place that I interviewed at where their policy was that you can do side projects all you want and whatever, but any income that you make from those must be donated to charity. What? That was part of their policy. Yeah. So in a way, it was kind of like a don't freelance uh, subliminal <laughs> messaging rule. Um, so obviously I uh, turned that down. Was, was the salary like overly high at this job? No. That seems so strange to me. I mean, it's very admirable to donate to charity, don't get me wrong, but I don't think you should be forced into it. Yeah, it should be my decision, right? It's it's not that I'm against giving to charity, but I think, you know, it, if, if it's hard-earned money that you earned, it should be your decision what to do with it, not uh, your employer's, uh, if, you know, if you're earning this money from elsewhere. So I've, I've seen that before where, uh, yeah, that was a very quick goodbye for me unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I have not been in a situation where I have not been allowed to freelance, thankfully. Um, but yeah, I did have that one weird thing where, yeah, I had never heard of that before. I thought it was very interesting. Yeah. I've never heard of that before either. That's very weird. I had again, a modified version at a job I worked as well, where I was allowed to freelance and, but I had to have it like signed off essentially by, by my manager at the company. So when I first started, I got like a blanket letter saying like, 
anything to do with my t-shirt company my youtube channel is my own intellectual property and so don't worry about that but then other freelance projects i did i had to get signed off and their reasoning for this was that there's no set hours in the workplace and so anything that you do at any time could be considered an idea you've having for work so i had to get it signed off and honestly if i hadn't been in a situation where i was really looking to leave my previous job, I this probably would have been a red flag for me and I would not have joined. As or like got on some letter to say, like, I think we agreed that like work, as long as it wasn't a competitor, I was gonna be fine. But still technically, le legally speaking, like just the fact having to get every single thing signed off is kind of lame. And I guess that kind of put me off doing freelance work too, because it just felt like a lot of effort. Yeah, I don't think the companies deserve to have that much control over you, especially if they're not paying you for like hours that you've worked all throughout the whole day. You know, if I split my salary up over an hourly rate, if, you, if you're thinking that there's no hours and you're just working all the time, that's not a good hourly rate. So yeah, uh, watch out for that one too, because that, that's the thing that can be in your contract. I definitely would like to encourage everyone when you're joining a place to read the contract carefully and specifically ask about this as well. Um, that's always something I do in a job interview is ask about side projects. Actually, when I um, was talking to Nathan about starting work at ConvertKit, I said, and, you know, it seems like you'd be okay with it, but, like, what about side projects? And he goes, well, in our company handbook, we actually say we encourage underlined side projects. Aww. I was like, perfect. This is the place for me. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. No, it's definitely worth checking the contract, right? Because there's usually something in there about it. And if it's something that you don't agree with or aren't sure about, then for sure you should bring it up with your manager and ask. And it sounds like Charlie and I have both done the same in the past where we just create a short letter or something or a document and get them signed off. It's usually uh, acceptable for most places. Yeah, exactly. You just want to have it in writing, basically. Yeah. Cool. Well, now that we've confessed our like <laughs> non-freelancing sins, I feel, I feel good about this episode. How about you, Fim? Yeah, I think so. If anyone wants to share with us their reasons for not freelancing as well to make us feel better, then please reach out on Twitter. We are at DesignLifeFM on there. We'd love to hear them. Or if you very strongly feel like everyone should be freelancing as a designer, share that as well because opposing viewpoints are great. Totally. Makes for great discussion. Where can people go to find more episodes, Fem? You can go to designlife.fm, our new website. Woo woo. You can click on, there should be a page called episodes and you can see all of the episodes there. Thank you for walking us through. <laughs> I wasn't sure we we're going to figure that out. Yep. We're currently working on that page as we speak. So by the time you go there, there should be all of the past episodes there that you can stream directly on our website. Thank you for listening, everyone. And good chat, Fem. Yeah. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.